What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Roll Blob Podcast. Happy post-election day. Andy, welcome to Hump Day, brother. We finally made it. We made it to our favorite type of day because, you know, we love humping. Okay. Yeah, that, coming in smoking hot. I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm here for it. Um, I hope that this is a good – I don't want to say distraction is the right word, Andy, but just, you know, a, a good diversion uh, from all the craziness in the world right now. That's Everything's kind of wild. Um, you're actually recording this on election night. I'm kind of looking at the map right now and everything, everything's kind of wild. So hopefully you can kind of just decompress a little Jack Astory and some bullshit, some college basketball talk, Andy. And, um, I mean, you're listening to this on Wednesday morning. So congratulations. Mr. Hotballs is your president. That <laughs> has happened. It is confirmed. So we get, get to get to welcome a new raunchy area as President and Vice President Hotballs. Yes, Hotballs, Hotballs 2020. That <laughs> hotballs, is hotballs. that's a hell of a campaign. Honestly, that that got my vote immediately. But I'm excited. I mean, I actually Andy did really enjoy recording this on a Wednesday night or on a Tuesday night. I'm sorry, an election night. Um, just just to do something different, man. I mean, like I think it's important to be plugged in and know what's going on. But I think you can also get obsessed with it. So it was kind of nice to talk to sports. Yeah, it, it was nice to, to kind of have a little distraction. I think we have a Really good show. We have the therapy edition. <laughs> yes, sir. Put Andy on the therapy couch tonight. And uh, JP Carlissimo and I, you know, just kind of, you know, put, you know, uh, our boy Bluff on one side of the corner, put Andy in the other corner, and we worked it out. And I think we squashed the beef, Andy. I don't want to spoil anything, but um, it, it, was good. it was productive. It, we, we did make a lot of progress. It was so. productive. So they, they've been having this ongoing Cold War for a while. JP and I said, you know what, H-Bet fam, we got to come together. And uh, life's too short, Andy. Life's too short to hold feuds with family. So tonight's the therapy episode for all of our H-Bet guys out there. It was awesome. And even if not, it was just funny, good content. We also talked some basketball in there. And then, Andy, we also got a little bit of Bengals. Andy's up on his, up on his high horse right now. We got to talk about some Sunday night slop. It's, the, the, it's euphoric right now. Over. I'm looking at Andy, his wallpaper in the background. He's looking euphoric. But uh, it's going to be good, man. We got our therapy. We got our football. Let's talk some sports, Andy. Okay, Andy, before we get into therapy here, I'm going to let you just kind of do your thing real quick because I know therapy is going to be very painful for you. Uh, so, Andy, our – I almost said our. Your Bengals didn't You're work. coming along, man. You are coming along. I'm a Joe Burrow fan. Yeah. I, here's the thing, Andy. I still want to see him win. I, I might not be a huge fan anymore, but I still want to see him win against a really good Tennessee team, Andy. That was a huge win for your boys. It was – I, I was so ecstatic after it. Like, the video I posted um, on Twitter was me before the game. You should see the one I have after it. <laughs> I was running up and down. Well, it is. Um, I was, but I was running up and down Neal Street in Columbus 
just screaming, annoying everybody because it was it's a mixed bag up there. Like the yeah. bar I was at, I'd it say was, it's probably more Browns in Columbus than Bengals. We were the only Bengals fans in the in the entire B Dubs. Columbus is full of Browns fans. Yeah. It was mainly Browns fans, which is surprising and a bunch of Steelers fans. Because if I was in the middle of Ohio and I could choose Bengals or Browns, I would easily choose Bengals. I feel like it's a lot of. I feel it's like uh, that area is Reds country and Browns country, because those were the original ones yep. in Ohio. So yep. those those just been passed down, passed down from generation to generation. So that, I kind of get why it's why it's like that. But Fair. I felt. A little, I love it, Andy. I love that's actually you. Like, you know, some people will just say like, "Yeah, I did this crazy thing because the Bengals won," just because they want to like, you know hype it up or whatever that's literally what you do you're literally just that guy like running around like freaking the fuck out and i love that shit i was talking so much shit uh <laughs> i mean and this time i could live up to it because i mean we beat the titans by more than the steelers did so put the Bengals at the top of the afc north question mark you know dante jackson walked into practice with a fucking mask on bro <laughs> like a legit not just a face mask like a mask mask a bag over his head he snuck in with the fucking you know like he's going the full incognito i know that was a brutal loss bro i thought derrick Henry was gonna get like 200 yards and the defense stepped up like the, the and how about your o-line i mean your o-line bro. the fact that we won with the backup o-line like we no had sacks, right not a single incredible sack. incredible not against a that single defense. sack with Fred Johnson at the right tackle, a guy you can't even pronounce his fucking name at left tackle. Um, we switched Quentin Spain, who it was his first game with us. He'd been a Bengal for about two days. He switched yep. mid game. He switched from right guard to left guard. We had Alex Redmond at right guard, Billy Price at center. I don't know. That is not an NFL offensive line. Like the only one who's like safe, remotely um, close. Yeah, a, a safe starter in my book is Quentin Spain. And he just got cut by the Bills. So <laughs> Yeah, I know. Like I, I went into that game with no expectations and Joe Burrow just showed like he is He's the so guy. Good. Like he, He's he so made good. some perfect throws. He literally just um on a to ice the game on a third down, he um, just throws it at Tyler Boyd's shoulder and Tyler Boyd just finds it. And he gains and he gets about another, another seven yards after the catch. Yep. So, and that leads to the, the game icing touchdown. Yep, just exactly. Controlled the game and, uh, in every aspect. I was so proud. And I think that's the big reason you can just be really hopeful as a Bengals fan right now is because you have the guy at quarterback. You have like have You have a guy. bunch of issues outside of that. But in football, if you don't have the guy at quarterback, it's damn near impossible to win Super Bowls. Oh, right. Yeah, like it's the most important position in football hands and down it's not you really don't that even close. need like a great one you just need a good one and but we have a great one but it really 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 helps if you have a great one. Oh, if you have a great one you have uh, you can mask other issues if you have a great quarterback that's mm-hmm. what we didn't have in andy dalton but we do have now yeah and so it's it's good times to be a Bengals fan he looks like he's gonna be a good player for a very very long and time he's got um he's getting great chemistry with um boyd and higgins who higgins is have a for quite a while higgins, higgins is, is a, a star Higgins can fucking play. He's awesome. And I'm really excited. Also like, a big scoop in fantasy for your boy. I mean, he's been fucking nice. He's been really fucking good. Like, I don't really like having Bengals in fantasy. I don't know why. I just don't. But Higgins has been fucking nice. And especially the PPR league. Like, yeah, the way you feel about the Bengals is the way I feel about my fantasy teams. Because I, I had to put all my fucking fa- like, football fandom somewhere. That's why I have five <laughs> fantasy teams. <laughs> six. I have six. Fantasy teams. How? 
How no, do you I have five. Win, then? I have five. I went four and one this week, which I'll take. Jesus Christ, damn, that's not a, a bad week. That's a good week. And my team that my team that lost has the most points in the league. Lost by two. Fucking fucking Dallas Goddard. Anyway, so but that are, one, are, that you, are you like GM of the year? My teams are pretty fucking good. I think I'm a combined. Like I'd have to go over it, but I don't have a lot of losses. I have a couple undefeated teams. Yeah, my teams are pretty good. Um, but that'll take us over to some Sunday night slop, Andy. First of all, all the Eagles are dead to me, except for Travis Fulgham. <laughs> Fulgham's a fucking stud. But fucking Rodgers and Goddard, no Ertz in the building. I went all in on the Eagles offense because they're playing Dallas. And they all shat the bed, bro, and lost me my game. I have Hunter Henry, benched Hunter Henry for Dallas Goddard. That lost me my game. Just that decision lost yeah. me my game. <laughs> you can't trust any Eagle. That team is so Dallas, bad. They're just so so bad. bad. They're so unbelievably bad, bro. So it was great, 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 terrible football. It it was such great content. Like the the fact that you got got the Sunday night slop going, you got the sloppy top Tennessee going on. Bro, it was so sloppy, dude. I fucking love Sunday night slop. The slop don't stop, Andy. It was awesome. You had like these like – side throws in the middle of nowhere, all this crazy bullshit. My favorite part about that throw is the fact that his receiver was already out of bounds. (laughs) He was ineligible. Why is he throwing it? It was really fucking bad. Like, you have a third-string quarterback. Named side. That name's an all-time name, by the way. That is an all-time fucking name. Dude, Zeke doesn't look good, first of all. And, And the offensive line is, like, completely gone. And that was, the, that was the huge basis of that being such a good gig, being yes. the running back of Dallas, was how, all, how dominant that offensive line was. But just fantastic Sunday night slop. Throwing the ball everywhere. You know, there was just awful – I mean, I, even the refs were done, dude. There was that one pick. There was that one, like, scoop and score the, that uh, the fucking Philly had, I'm sorry. And the ball had been down for, like, three seconds. They didn't even review it. The game was already over. They're like, fuck this thing. Let's get the fuck out of here. This slop is the worst. I've had enough. They just let them have it. They're like, who cares? Dude, it was the, great. The game was completely – like, it was, it was out of reach anyway. And it's just the NFC East, and it's just trash. Like, it was just trash football. That was grungy, who, shitty football. I want to know – like, there's two primetime prime, prime games a week. That's four teams. Who in the NFL scheduling board decided to put three NFC East teams in prime time in one week? I mean, I guess that before the season started, you thought those two were probably going to be the most competitive in that division, and it's a rivalry game and all that. So I guess I can see that one. But the football team, as much as we stand the football team around here, should have no primetime games ever. And the Giants shouldn't dream of getting a fucking primetime game. I know it's New York and all that shit, but who fucking cares? They're terrible. Like, no one thought New York was going to be good this year, and everybody thought it was even high with on the Saquon. Like, even with Saquon. Yeah, even with healthy, before the season, everybody, nobody thought New York was going to be good. Dude, and they Daniel have, Jones sucks. Um, he is so bad. Now, good I'm, Lord. I am willing to say, I think the Giants might be the brightest team in the NF- NFC East. What? I, I might I, – I think I might be – like, they play – I'd rather, the I'd rather be the Eagles, even though the Eagles are in bad shape. The Eagles are just so ugly. I think um, – I, th- I think the Giants will be the closest. They're, like, they're not going to make the playoffs. It's how but. close it is. Like, they're all so bad. It's hard to pick. Like, I can see the football team on certain days. Dallas has talent. 
the, I think Philly's probably the most complete, which ain't saying much, but it's so close, though. Like, it's literally splitting hairs. They're all so bad. I don't see Dallas or Philadelphia coming close to Tampa Bay on Monday. Oh, hell no. So, like, I, it, may, it may sound like I'm basing it off one game, and I know that that team's one and six, but – I'd the guys say that hung with the Tampa Bay. That was wild. They're the I picked, cleanest team in the NFC East. I picked Tampa in my survivor pick, and I was freaking sweating last night. <laughs> sweating. Like, I mean, obviously, it's, that's a, obviously that's a safe pick. But you would the think. Giants made it tough. Dude, they made it tough. Almost, almost pulled that one out, man. Yeah, it's, it was good, man. Really good football weekend. <laughs> also good <laughs> to be a Dalvin, Also good to be a Dalvin Cook owner this weekend. As three, one five, three of my five leagues. That was As a, a Dalvin Cook owner, there's one league I have. League. There's one league I have where he finished with 69 points because like escalators and shit. Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah, that was, no, my, no, no, that was my dude, reaction. You're not supposed to make me that horny. I know it took a lot of like Betty White, Khloe Kardashian, like focus to like chill out because it was it was a real J in the P scenario, real jizz in the <laughs> pants scenario. Yeah, it was. <laughs> It was tough. And the fact that, oh man, he and he was cooking though, no pun intended. Oh, but dude, like, so good to have him back. So I needed him, dude. Two weeks ago, I shit you not, Brutal. my running backs in that. I mean, same he was your league. first round pick in almost any league. Yes. Yeah. Um, my running backs in that same league, um, were Rex Burkhead and Carlos Ooh. Hyde. Ooh. And um, before before um Carlos Hyde got going, um, when Chris Carson went down. It was Rex Burkhead and Jarek McKinnon. I McKinnon has sucked. Bad. Dude, I I've needed that. McKinnon so many weeks where he's, like, projected to get, like, 10 to 13, and he gets, like, two every single fucking week. He's been brutal. He so bad. God, he's so been bad. fucking brutal. Andy, mark my words right now. No one cares about fantasy football teams. I'm going to talk about it anyway. I have a league, Andy, where I'm in last place, but I have Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey's coming back. I'm going to win the league. I'm telling you. You're, you're calling it now, calling your calling shot? Calling my shot. I have the most points in this league, Andy, but I'm in seventh place of eight. How? I mean, I have the most in the fucking league, but I'm in second last. Fucking bullshit. Every weekend, they get like second or third in the league and play the team with the most points. It's so fucking like, frustrating. Honestly, you are an American Athletic Conference team. Literally. I know. Like, you you score 49, but give up 51. And Mick Cronin would say defense. Literally, that's what my dad says every time I like bitch to him on the phone because he's like the commissioner of the league. It's like our family league. He's like, you gotta play better defense. I don't know what to tell you. I'm like, Dad, shut the fuck up. I'm pissed. You gotta play better defense. See, that that's where that's where I uh, I kind of so want fucking annoying. Um, instead of the defense gaining you points, I want your defense to take that many points away from the other team. I like that a lot. I, I like I think, it a lot. They need to they need to fix that in. Uh, <laughs> they should in fantasy football. Like it, it you just, could probably you could probably make it a setting somehow. Uh, that sounds like a lot of work, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> dude, my dad told me that back in like the nineties they would do manual fantasy football where they would do the math and all that shit. Fuck I was that. like, I would no never join fucking one. way, way Not too much. Not once would I ever join one of them. Yeah, like you know how work it is. Like right now, I have five fantasy football teams, like doing them all. Like it's all online, everything like. Fuck no, I'm not doing a fucking paper fantasy league. I would not do one. I would no, be able to keep track no. of who's on my own team. Not a chance. Not a fucking chance. Unless you hire like an accountant to fucking take care of everything. Not a chance. Ain't I me, Chief. Fucking accountant. Ain't me, Chief. All right, Andy. 
Who is fucking scared? Biggest college football game probably of the week, and I don't even think that's cap necessarily. It is not cap at all. It is not you at all. Uh, Trevor Lawrence you. is fucking scared. It's not you at all. No, it. It's not Coop at all. It's not us. It's not, not Pat Coop at all. <laughs> not Julie at big, all. But big fucking game, man. From a Clemson team that looks vulnerable, bro. They like. I am not going to sit here and guarantee a Notre Dame victory. That's what we wanted. <laughs> but I am going to go on record and say Notre Dame is going to go into the ACC championship undefeated. DJ Ukulele, whatever the fuck his name is, that sounds like a great um, person to hire for my wedding. DJ Ukulele. <laughs> he, <laughs> He's going to drop he. some bangers. Um he just can't get it done. Ian Book is so like Ian Book is superior to Trevor Lawrence. Why would I think that DJ Ukulele is anywhere <laughs> close is, to Ian Book? I love that fucking name. <laughs> I want to say it as many times as I can. It's so good, dude. I cannot believe how close that was because I really feel like Alabama and Clemson kind of have a monopoly in college football right now, especially the last like two or three years. It For used sure. to be just it used to be just Alabama, but I feel like Clemson got on that level where they have, like, backups that would dominate other teams' rotations. That guy's good. Like, yeah, that, like, I know. He – his stats were fine. Like, his stats were right. pretty damn good for a, a college football debut as a freshman. Yep. Um, I don't know what the what was going on with this de- – I guess Trevor Lawrence had that defense rolling, but they couldn't stop shit without him. That was weird, bro. That was really fucking weird. I thought they were going to still dominate, honestly. I thought it was going to be at least a four-touchdown win. I thought it was going to be a sloppy Saturday. Um, Saturday afternoon slot. <laughs> <laughs> the slot's taking over, man. It's like, it's, it's – yeah, they're missing Trevor Lawrence, but they still have their entire defense that has dominated everybody. Exactly. So, I wouldn't think that they'd allow Boston College to score 28 points in one half, especially score a touchdown. I, what really got me was the fake field goal. When um, the Atlanta for a field goal, then with about seven seconds left on the play clock, they just hustle up to the to under center and start hard counting. Their kicker yep. is under center. What makes you think that they are running a fucking play here? <laughs> Love it, bro. Number 98 is under center. <laughs> That's good you shit. You stay put. That is good fucking shit. 170 pounds under center. <laughs> it's the Tim Tebow effect, Andy. Remember when Tim Tebow was the Broncos quarterback and out of nowhere that defense just got incredible? Like out of nowhere, just because of Tebow. He's a leader, man. Dude the Tebow effect. 100%. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is like Tim Tebow that can play quarterback. <laughs> Book it, He's bro. the quarterback's version of Tim Tebow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tim Tebow, quarterback version. Sunshine, baby. That needs to be tweeted, dude. No but, doubt about it. Um, with, without Trevor Lawrence, Notre Dame is going to win by four touchdowns. <laughs> it's happening. Ian uh, Buck is going to throw for seven touchdowns, 690 yards, and I – I think I, th- I think you just laid it all out there. Welcome Almost to the say Cap and Espanol, big old fucking cap. Andy, do you have any more sports before we get to therapy? Um, the 2020 World Championships of Death Diving is tonight. 
You did mention gold gloves. I did. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, so I know I'm the only baseball guy in this entire fucking company. Um, yeah, but someone wants some base. There's got to be, I would say, any of our listener base of the 69. I'm sure probably 15 or so probably appreciate probably baseball talk. Baseball, but yeah. I can guarantee you, like, three of them care about the Reds. Tucker Barnhart won a gold glove out of nowhere. I did not expect that at all. But my boy, Tucker Barnhart, and what <laughs> might be his last year as a Red, might leave as a gold glove winner. I could not be happier for him. He's a great dude, great defensive catcher. Has a great family. I'm all smiles. I was jacked up when I found that out like 20 <laughs> minutes ago. I know the name, but I barely even know who he is. <laughs> when I was a kid, I knew the whole rotation. Like, <laughs> man, times have changed. Take a wild guess at what his number is. Just What number is Tucker Barnhart? 25? No. <laughs> what position does he play? He's a catcher. <laughs> I have no fucking idea. I would have guessed like first or third. <laughs> Joey Votto. Oh, yeah. That dude still exists. How long is he on contract, bro? He still has like, another, like four like or five years, years right? Jesus Christ. That he's going to play with us until he's 40. That is not going to be a good contract for the Reds on the back end, bro. They are paying mans. That's a big reason dude. I don't like um, backloaded contracts. I know. Well, wasn't it like the same amount of salary for like the entire contract? It was like a decade long or something like that? No, um, it, it increased each year. Oh, yeah, which I mean, I mean it, with um, inflation, everything, the with the value yeah. of the dollar, it makes yeah. it's it's like it's the same, but it's still like it's growing in uh, yeah number every year. Damn, Andy, I think I have all my sports stuff good to go. I think we'll probably talk a lot more sports on Friday. Man, I, I'm ready for therapy. If you are, I know that it's I know it's tough for you, but sometimes you just got to get in there and knock it out, man. You know what? It's gonna be good for you. Let's get this shit over with. Okay, Roll Blob listeners, we have one hell of a treat for you tonight. Two jackasses for the price of one. We got my boy Bluff City. Bluff what up? Sick as a fucking dog, but I'll power through it. <laughs> Perfect time to talk to Andy. And we got my boy JP, the moderator, bringing the good vibes. What up, JP? What's up, boys? What is up, my man? Two friends of the podcast. Well, one of them's friends of half the podcast. So here's the thing, guys. We've had an <laughs> ongoing battle. There's been a, a video that goes out all the time, all kinds of stuff here. We've had, an on, we've had an ongoing cold war between Bluff City and my boy Andy, my co-host. And us in HBET, we said it's time to smoke these issues out. So that's why my boy JP is here, bringing the good vibes. And we're going to help work this kind of stuff out tonight. Andy and Bluff, you guys ready for that? So get this shit over with. <laughs> I'll second that motion. <laughs> JP, do you want to start here and just kind of, you know, bring in that soothing voice of yours and, and talk to these guys for me, get to the bottom of this? Yeah, let's start with the video. <laughs> the most ahead, pointless video to ever reach the internet. So, hey, Andy? I'll start, I'll start this by prefacing whenever I get pressed by a UConn fan, whether it be Hall, Hagen, Hot Balls, Escalators, whatever it is, Andy's always the first to say, oh, it's just the internet, dude. You can't get mad at it. it, 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 it and it's always the same thing over and over again. And, I, I mean, I, obviously this is just kind of off base, but I'll work up to it. Um, so I'll tweet that video out whenever he says something about Providence's tournament record, which it is what it is. Uh, I mean, I, everybody wishes it that it would be better. 
Um, but I just find some sort of comedic value in the fact that your best team in program history was one and two against a rebuilding Providence team. That's, and it was kind of iconic because we were down 17 in the second half and came back and beat you guys. That's just kind of my back and forth. You also got to take into account that it was Chris Mack coaching. That is right on brand for Chris Mack. Most Getting certainly. comfortable, then they start coming back, and then he's just a deer in the fucking headlights. So, is it really that shocking? Not necessarily, but I still find it funny. And I think the that's question fair. is: Would you be willing to move on from that video in order to to squash the beef? I haven't. I haven't. Tw- I haven't tweeted out that video in over two weeks. It, I thought you were going to say a good 72 hours. No, no I, I, I'll go back through. Let me go through my, my page right now. I'll tell you the exact last time that I posted it. All right, so we, okay. we'll hear from Bluff in about 45 minutes. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, it's been three days. But it wasn't directed at Andy. It was, it was, uh, <laughs> Sorry, it's been three days. I was going to say, it couldn't have been that long. <laughs> and then <laughs> – I swear okay, to God, I, I see that video as much as I see left end ball. The, the day before – I posted it the day before last, too. So, three days ago, four days ago, but it was in response to the roll blob. Well, who brags about seasons that ended in zero NCAA tournament victories more often? Guess who so, did that? Uh, Jason, our cap. That, 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 that would be false. Oh, you. <laughs> okay, okay, so that, that makes it – what alleviated? <laughs> uh, that, that means you technically did do it. At, so twice. It. I've tweeted. I've tweeted it twice in the last three weeks. So yes, I, I mean to get back to the question. Yes, I'd be willing to drop it. I, I will. I will iconically screen record me deleting it from my phone library. Wow, that is. Wow, that, that, that's, that's big. Sad. That is big. I'm touched. I was not expecting that much progress so early. We're doing great. Oh, I love Andy. He just he just gets a little bit little bit butt hurt. That's all. I just get well, annoyed. Very courageous. I, I never get I never get mad. I get annoyed at the same seeing the same shit over and over I, again. It's so see annoying. the whole the whole thing, Andy, is that I thought we were kidding with each other until I saw that you unfollowed me, and then I was like, wow, okay, so like, this is actually real. So, like the unfollow, like like I said, the unfollow was not like a jab or like I want. I want my follow, my my feed to be stuff that doesn't annoy me, and seeing that video well, over and over again. And just, I mean, like, it, so it I'm, like it's Twitter. You don't need to follow everything because, like, you see anything that, like, you know, Cap likes anything. So yeah, get it I basically out. Get it out. follow anybody that Cap likes. So <laughs> there will really be a, a limit of interaction. <laughs> I'm just kind of dumbfounded at that comment, um, <laughs> but it, right, I mean it—it kind of just symbolizes a okay. I'm you're out of the the circle of abstinence. It's just well, what weren't that you out of the circle of, of abstinence when he had a daughter? Yeah, but that was <laughs> sixteen Andy. months ago. She was born, and nine months before that, so Andy. two years and a month. Let's not take shots at born again virgins, okay? Yeah, I, I respect I, thank you, Cap. Come on. Thank you. Like, we are born anew, Andy. Okay. So, We're first of all, let's get off here. that. 
I'm not a part of this. I'm, if you want me to be a part of this, Andy, we can have beef if you want. This is between you and Bluff. Let's not take shots oh, at Born Again Virgins. Okay, I don't want to get into this. So this is about you two right now. I mean, I don't. I'm not asking anything of Andy. I, I well, I guess I would. I would ask him to follow me. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a fair and, ask. And then I'll and then I'll delete. I'll delete the video of said semifinal game from the Big East tournament in 2018. That is. Look how specific that the title of the video is. <laughs> right. I honestly forgot who won that game. <laughs> I forgot the game existed. Uh, uh. Bluff, that is a very, 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 very mature move of you. Yeah, I mean, I, Andy, it you is meet him in the middle. Andy, how can Bluff? How can Andy make amends with you? I, I just said, follow me back. I mean, I'm a, I, I'm, I'm not a really a tough guy to please. I mean, he doesn't have to, you know, tweet out a uh, long notes app apology. It's, it is what it is. I would actually love to see a long notes apology. Yeah, so. I was gonna say, like, I think we can get that though. If we can get it, let's take it. We'll release. We'll release a joint statement after the episode. Oh, I like that. Shows okay. shows unity. Exactly. Strength together. Maybe oh, yeah. an Andy in a Providence shirt, bluffing a Xavier shirt, like shaking in the no, middle, boy. becoming one. I have you know? to buy a shirt for this. <laughs> no, that was just that was just my dream scenario. <laughs> But uh, no, no, just no. I, I, but I do like the apology video. I think that would go a long way. I think it would make everyone feel good in a time where you know everyone's all stressed out. I'm just, I'm just happy we're going to see some Big East basketball. That's all. It's actually going to be, it's going to be such a fun season. And yeah, I'm actually really excited uh, for the mailbag because uh, it's it, a lot of it's talking about we're going to hear some from some different fan bases here, and. Uh, we're, we're, we're each going to get our input and we're just going to have a good conversation about college basketball. And then Dang. later, later on in the, in just in three weeks, we get to see it all out of the court. We get to see, I mean, um, we start off with a banger. Banger. Just matter. <laughs> it's like, we, I'm, I'm just so excited with, I mean, we got Toledo coming to town. We got Bradley. We got, <laughs> uh, Oakland, like, we got who some hard-nosed non-conference games that are really just going to boost the entire Big East up, and the really the Big East relies on our non-conference schedule. That they so, do. We're really carrying the league. <laughs> you guys need to step up. I mean, I saw Seton Hall's playing Louisville. <laughs> Weak-ass non-conference bush. schedule. Oh, we boy. just want to help out. <laughs> Andy, we're, we're here to solve issues, okay? One, I love that you stayed committed to laying in the casting couch, by the way. Fantastic move on your part. But I think, JP, I think we're what more much farther along than I anticipated us being at this point. Are we ready to squash the beef, boys? No, I'm, I'm ready. I, I, I think it is time. Is that the was beef so easy? Wow. I love you, Andy. Hi. Bluff, you're yeah, a good dude. That's yeah, uh, that's Okay. Fun. All right, now beef back on. <laughs> well, we beef back. I love story. you, Bluff. All right. Love you too, Andy. All right. Beef is squashed. I was going to do this tomorrow morning. I, ha- I had my plans to do this tomorrow morning. Oh, boy. This, this sounds big. Oh, boy. JP, I think that's on the moderators. I, I, that was quick. Honestly, it, it just it all happened because of the opening question. If I can just, you know, pat myself on the back there, I'm going to do so. 
Well, JP, what are you going to do right to it? We found the pain, to... just dug that knife in there, and just like that, it was over. I had to screenshot that. Leave it to Kevin Willard, baby. Yes. He's the avatar. <laughs> Thanks, Kev. <laughs> Honestly, am I Kevin Willard's burner? I don't know. Do you I know? can't get no you're not. No one knows. No. You might be – Kevin Willard might just have you hostage, and then, like, you're his guy when he needs, like, a voice or a face. He's, like, he's just got JP chained up to his water heater in his basement. Right? He's like, here, send this fucking tweet out. Right? He shaved my head this morning. It was kind of weird, but. <laughs> <laughs> what Jesus are the lip conditions, though? Like, does he, like, feed you and stuff? Like, he just gives me, like, six glasses of wine each day. You're a wine, wine drinker? Yeah, we just drink wine and talk about college basketball. Red wine, well, Moscato. Riesling. Red wine and, and the, and the three-man weave. W. Andy, I, right I would sign up to be a hostage of Travis Steele right now. Oh, Jesus. Honestly, yeah, like that, I'd pay money to be locked in his basement. I would sleep on his casting couch. <laughs> Where do you think I am now? <laughs> yeah, that's Travis Steele's wallpaper, Andy. <laughs> right. And Travis Steele. A multi-millionaire has wallpaper from 1989. Oh, no, dude, it was 1997. That's when that's <laughs> when construction trucks and bears were cool. Wallpaper used to be the move, though. It used to be the move. <laughs> I had some fire-ass lion skin wallpaper back in the day, dude. Shit was heat. All right, let's move on. I'm gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna quit while I'm behind here. So I think we squashed the beef, boys, which I'm proud of us. That was pretty efficient. So I say since we have two fan bases, Andy, coming to our home court which was a bold move on you guys, by the way, props. We have two teams that I think are in the top half of the Big East. I kind of want to hear where these two teams are at, Andy. And uh, hopefully we get some UConn shit talk from both of them. JP, oh, since, JP, since you were so monumental in your question, would you give us just a quick little recap of where Seton Hall is at this point, how you guys feel, and uh, how you're going to fish higher than UConn? Yeah, I mean, UConn doesn't bother me. Um, like, sure, like they could be pretty good, but they're still like super young. Like, I don't know, they don't, they don't phase me at all. Um, I mean, I think we're pretty good, too. Everyone's talking about Bryce Aiken right now. He's not healthy, which, you know, is what it is. But my man Shavar is going to hold us down. I got no problem with Shavar. Give me some Shavar early on. I'm all for it. I think ultimately, though, we're going to be pretty good, you know. Probably between P uh, PC and Seton Hall for the 3-4 game. But, you know, if you know Kevin Willard, that's his game at Madison Square Garden. Dude, your boy Kev has been the content machine. Not the one that we, not the one that we deserve, but the one we need. Kevin has been absolutely fantastic. Oh, like, his UConn, whole week. His UConn comments at Big East Media Day, he, he jumped up into my favorite Big East coach, not named. <laughs> Literally. Nobody said, said something negative about UConn. That's all it took. Uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't take a lot. <laughs> they are like the common enemy right now. Like, it's going to be funny because I feel like everyone's going at them this year. Definitely. That shit was everyone's so funny. Everyone's going to take their best shot at UConn because UConn's – like probably the worst they're going to be for a little while this year. Like, there's there's no see them. I just want to see DePaul beat them. Who who did they open against? Oh, dude, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. Such a, that's such a good question. Dude, just first game. I mean, I, I, okay, they can go. They can go 19 and one in the league. But if they lose that first game to DePaul, <laughs> to St. John's, to or St. John's, yes. yeah, whoever. I mean, it could be Georgetown for all I fucking care. Just so we can drag them. No, like, get St. John's. They're going to lose St. John's. John's. Uh, 
Well, yeah, I mean, they're going to play, you know, what does Mike Anderson call it? Chaos ball? Just yeah. Rasheem Dunn pick up full court. Everybody else kind of plays like a box and one. Yep. But he, uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be a tough tough entry into the uh, Big East because I was, I mean, I don't want to talk about it, but our first taste, uh, Providence against Mike Anderson was 2019 in the NIT. Yep. Yeah, we got our we got our shit pushed in, but nobody wanted to show up and play that night. But he just coach. better be able to break the press. Oh, yeah. You can't he break was... the press against St. John's. Just don't even bother showing up. No. Uh-uh. Right. Yeah, they'll play tough. Now, Bluff, if we do get a funny UConn moment, you can share that video all you want. Yeah, I, and I'm going to. And I'm going to be apologetic about it. Right. You got Andy's permission on that. Like, you need it. Oh, I've, you got it. I, I've, got, I've got the Andy fuck you UConn video. I, I've got it in drafts. So, <laughs> it, it's so ready good. to go. Oh, that's fucking classic. All right, Bluff. I, if it was me, actually, I think I would rank Providence number three right now in my preseason ranking. Uh, JP, I forgot to ask you, what do you think a fair uh, Seton Hall preseason ranking is? Three, four. I think four is fair uh, just because yeah. there's so many va- variables. Like, if you get 30 games of Bryce Aiken playing like 25, 30 minutes, obviously they're better than Providence. But if not, which is probably what's going to happen, they'll be like right. head, neck and neck with Providence. So, like, three, four, like, I think that's yeah. pretty fair. Yeah, I think that three to five is where they belong. And I think you, you're kind of splitting hairs with those three as far as the preseason is concerned. But, uh, Bluff, what do you think about, about Prov right now going into the season and where, what they, you know, showed on media day? Um, three is fair. I I, I go, get, go a little bit against the grain. Um, I pair Creighton in with that three, four, five group. Okay, I, I mean, I, ideally, I, I don't. I don't think UConn has a snowball's chance in hell at finishing second. But um, <laughs> it, it's. I, I would put them slightly below that next tier after Nova. So it would, I mean, I'd rank in Seton Hall, Providence, and Creighton all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, besides Zigarowski losing losing Tyshawn Alexander is going to be a, a you know a pain, a, a much bigger loss than people will anticipate because. If you can, can you name anybody else that can create off the dribble besides yeah. Zigarowski? Um, you know, I, and I'm not saying that every single team has it, but at least to some certain extent, you've got a guy who can come in uh, yep. without giving too, up too much in other aspects of the game where, you know, he can go out and get you a bucket if you need it. Um, also with to, that, um, uh, he also was one of the best lockdown defenders in the Big East. So, yeah. other than him, like, he bets, there's, right. still, there's still some scores on – in this league, I mean, with Powell yeah. and Howard gone, I mean, they're and even even Baldwin, there's still guys that can that you need to lock up. Who's that guy uh-huh. for Creighton? I just yeah. want to point out that I've been saying this for like months now, so I'm so happy that Bluff just said that with Bob Creighton. <laughs> yeah, and dude, I, feel I, like I think I'm it, getting like crucified for saying that because everyone's like, "Dude, they're ranked like in the teens," and I'm like, "Yeah, because they're super overvalued." Hundred percent. I mean, Tyshawn was probably preseason Biggie's Player of the Year, if not one, two, two or three, probably. Well, the thing is with with Tyshawn, it seemed like a lot of people had their rankings contingent upon yeah. Tyshawn returning, and then when he announced that he was staying in the draft, yeah. they didn't move in the rankings at all. Yeah, they like, dropped him like three point. to four spots. Like you didn't just lose like the Biggie's Player of the Year. Yeah, and this is a guy who's going to go back into the first round too. He isn't just some scrub. So. No. It, I think I mean, he was their go-to scorer, their best defender, their best creator. Like, and I think that tied that roster together because, like you said, there's really no one else to create really offense out of – like if you need buckets, like you said. 
Yeah, and, and I mean at six five, he had the quickness to take the smaller, you know, hang with the smaller guards. Quickness to take the bigger guards, and then the you know the the strength to overpower smaller guards. So it was kind of a mismatch on the wing, regardless of who you got. But I mean Zagorowski, it's not not to say that teams are going to be able to you know clamp him for a whole game. It's just if your life depends on stopping him and only him from getting a bucket, I just I, I don't know how I feel about that. Right. Dude, can um, we all just agree that the biggest player of the year is going to be on Villanova and it's not going to be Zagorowski? Yeah, it, it'll be either yeah. Gillespie or Samuels. Or uh, Robinson Earl. Like, how yeah, like, one of those no two. one's mentioning Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Like, they still, he's they still be, Jermaine Samuels. Yeah, he's still there. Yeah, he's, 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 shit. he's been there for no, fucking ever. He's a senior. He's a senior this year because he was a class fucking above Duke and Christ, they're loaded. Yeah. Yeah, they um, Nova is going to be a Fuck fucking wagon dude. this year. Dude. Yeah, they're going to be back to what they were like a couple years ago when they were just fucking destroying us. Because they've been good, obviously, the last couple years, but not like what they were like with Brunson and those dudes. Absolutely. Um, oh. back to back to Providence. So we've got. I'll give you kind of a lengthy <laughs> synopsis because I know you guys covered it with JP last time. Um, they get. Jared Bynum, who's the transfer from St. Joe's, he's had a year to be in this offense. He, I mean, Kevin McNamara is my guy. K-Mac Sports speaks very highly of him. He goes and, uh, you know, gets video practice, watches him, um, says good things about him. He'll be uh, – his new nickname is The Mitten uh, after Gary Payton. He's <laughs> shorter in stature but at 5'10", but he's a pass-first point guard. He's got a great outside shot. Um, and he had a pretty low usage rating at St. Joe's. I think it was somewhere around like 22% and averaging 13 points and five assists a game. That's incredible for how, you know, not often they used him. Um, but Horkler too is going to be great. He's a big power forward, six, eight, two thirty, two thirty-five. Um, I don't know if it's between him and Gant who's going to come off the bench, but, um, the crier in his podcast today had a good point. I think it's, it's, you know, an instance of there might be five guys who play starters minutes just because the lineup's got so much versatility. Um, you know, you can go big, slide Duke to the point guard, throw yep. in Gannett, small forward. Um, but a lot of it really just depends on Nate Watson being able to stay out of foul trouble this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I know with this new, new rule that they put in where everybody this year is going to get an extra year of eligibility. Um, Ed Croswell, the uh, center transfer from LaSalle. But I, I don't know if they're going to try and apply for a waiver for him, but it makes sense. Yeah, um, why not? You know, because it's, it's just – I mean, it's a year that you're going to use regardless. Uh, why yeah. not play? But, yeah, there's a lot of people um, in that use or lose scenario, yeah. So, it, it, I mean, it, it, we'll see how that goes. If, if, um, if Croswell can step in there, I mean, him and Watson, they're both foul prone. But, I mean, if they can just give you a good, you know – it, uh, Croswell can give a good 15, 20 minutes a game if Watson's struggling. I think we'll be all right. Um, fringe top 25 to start the season. I think we'll climb in somewhere around 17 to 18 throughout the season. I, I don't see us getting a, any higher than that just because, I mean, it, we have a lot of unproven depth after our sure. starters. Uh, we've got two freshmen who we're going to lean on heavily, Jair Davis and Alan Breed. And then we've got Gant, obviously. I don't know what he's going to be able to do on the offensive end, but defensively, I mean, he can guard two through four. Um, so he's, he's going to be one of the better defenders. I it might be most improved on the year when it's all said and done. Um, but, you know, I, obviously that's a long shot. I don't 
I don't know how it's going to turn out, but I'm, I'm optimistic. I'd say three is probably moderate. I could say two. I don't see anybody touching Villanova this year. So no. that's my take. Yep. And you're definitely playing for Sagan this year if you're not Nova. Yeah. Yeah. Most certainly. I mean, that's just something that everybody learns to live with at this point. Outside of yeah. last year, because I had a Nova had a very young team. Hopefully not forever, but this season for sure. Yeah, yeah, certainly. It's really up to the rest of us to kind of catch up. We really got to I mean, they're recruiting out the ass right now. We're just all the supporting them. cast. That's yeah. all. It's just I mean, they're going to lose a lot this year, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They lose. They'll lose Gillespie. They'll lose Samuels. Uh, I mean, if barring anything major, Robinson Earl will go to the draft. Justin um, Moore might be gone. Yeah, they're, I mean, they've got a lot of guys who, if they play up to, you know, how they're being billed to, then, you know, they can lose a substantial amount to the draft. Um, you know, but it's it's Villanova. They've got guys who are locked in. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's like their their reserves are like would be some of the best players on other teams in the Big East. Like they're, yeah. they're just fucking loaded. Like, and I just don't <laughs> see how anyone's going to catch them unless they're on like a really, really big down year and someone else is like a really, really big up year. Yeah. I was talking about this the other day and I forget who it was with, but is there another school in the country that has five-star recruits coming off the bench besides Villanova? Kentucky. I mean, cause you think about it, well, five stars. I, I mean, not like high four stars, like legit right. five stars. Yeah. Cause Quinterly was Quinterly a five-star. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah he was, yeah, he was, <laughs> he was God awful. And I think he was terrible. He was like, I mean, like Ashton Langford. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> that's to a story. For Not to throw salt. No, no, I mean, it, it is what it is. We, we, I do we want stole that story yeah. we, we, we stole him from UConn, but in hindsight 2020, I would have preferred him to stay there and waste a scholarship. But, um, that was rough. yeah, they, I mean, they just get guys to buy in and they develop within the system. And it's like they could have, you know, if one guy goes out and they need to pull, you know, a fucking security guard, throw a jersey on them, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll still be able to, flush their system like it is they'll get the um, best out of them too yeah exactly and all of a sudden we've got a you know joey bag of donuts throwing up a respectable nine six and four stat line on Same. pretty good efficiency yeah um, i fucking hate them they're the worst dude how funny is it gonna be when first game it's pitched it's like dead silent and jay wright is calling fucking plays in sign language to get a step up on everybody else <laughs> oh jesus christ you fucking would Dude, he's definitely been working on it. There's no way you can tell me that he hasn't been trying to get gain any edge possible. Okay. He's out there learning Moore's code. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like tapping his foot on the ground to call plays. Like. <laughs> Fucking Jay. I bet he speaks Italian see, by now. All those Gillespie, Gillespie's going to play the whole season with an AirPod in, acting like yeah. no one notices. That the world's kind Bluetooth. No. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> he'll just he'll just tape up his whole ear, be like, ah, no, nah, dude, I went and got sixteen piercings in my right ear yesterday. <laughs> I fucking hate him. So, it is what it is. I mean, but they're they're Villanova. I mean, you, there's you can say anything you want, but they're you know they've propped up this league for you know five six years now. They are the yeah, father. Like we really can't say anything bad about Villanova. And be serious the, about it. Yeah, like you, I really the. One thing you can say bad about Villanova is Jay Wright is part of the mafia and he's part of the Illuminati. That's it. It is funny though when they do. It's funny on Twitter though when they say like who's going to win Biggie's Player of the Year and it's like I really want to comment like if you don't say literally anyone on Nova's roster you're fucking capping like there's no fucking way it's going to be anyone else. (laughs) We can all have our fun. He's an All American so he's got a shot, but 
I have a hard time believing that Gillespie or Robin Searle don't win it. Yeah, especially if they have, like, even a halfway decent season. It should pretty much be the best player on the best team, which is – no. Yeah, like, yeah, like, like yeah. Robin Searle probably averaged, like, 18 and 10. Like, yeah. something if, absurd. If you, yeah. like he's just going to go no, full-on Nova. If you're scoring 16 or more on Nova, you should definitely be player of the year. Dude, like, uh, yeah. It would be stupid. It's guaranteed to happen. Yeah, no question. If you're scoring 16 or more on Nova, you're probably scoring 19 or more anywhere else in the Big East. Fair. Yeah, if I had to take either JRE or Gillespie against the field, I'd probably take those two. For sure. <laughs> Player of the year. For sure. Oh, yeah. No they question. might have three Big East all – three first-team all Big East. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't yeah. be shocked. If, if any team was going to do it, it's going to be them. Yeah. yeah, no question. They've definitely done it before. If you were picking the five, they've, they've had to done before, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sure they've gotten uh, two. Maybe three. Uh, three's tough. Three's three really tough. tough. They definitely got two. No. Uh, I was going to say 2016, but Chris Jenkins was third team. And then Brunson and Ochefu, was it, who was first team? Uh, what about you? That was good. Bridges, DiVincenzo, Brunson. Josh Hart. That was Josh 2018, right? I feel like they've definitely done it before. Let me I don't know. We have to look into that. I have to look into that. But Andy, I say we, we get to this mailbag, bro, because with four of us, we could definitely uh, spend some time on some cues. Oh, we could. Um, we don't have a we don't have a huge slate of questions, which is probably a good thing, right? Because you know we can all fucking talk. I appreciate um, you boys coming on, though, man. This was fun. I'm glad we squashed the beef. We got we got it done. Yeah, the family. Now we need to do. You need to do. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Pandalones and um, and count. count. Oh, that'd be fucking good. That one, I'm I here think, would be so fast. I think you'd be, be... Like, working for like two hours and be like, "All right, I'm fucking done with this, man." <laughs> <laughs> right. Count just flips his fucking table and walks off. Count's just way too petty for it. Like he'll just like he'll keep it running the whole night. Dude, he's a fucking asshole. <clears throat> he's so funny though. He's I would funny. love to have a beer with that guy. I just want to know what he's like on like a personal level. I, I yeah, would hang too. out with him in a second. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> I would definitely be down to, like, get, get a group together and grab a beer and just have him go off. That's why I'm so excited for the Big East tournament to, like, smoke out all these people in real life. Oh, yeah. I, it's going to be, like, a weird, like, shitty, like, reunion. It's going to be really funny. I'm fucking asking the people that I've never met. <laughs> I did yeah. some research. I did some research on that Villanova um, – all Big East team. 2016, they only had Josh Hart on first team. That's fucking um, wild. There was, that was Trevon Blewett made first team. Uh, Dunn and Bento made first team. Ellenson and Whitehead. Um, let me see. Oh, by the way, the uh, only team to have two unanimous All Big East first team selections uh, since the inception of the conference. Um, but never mind that. 2018, they had Bridges and Brunson. Okay. Sounds about hmm. right. Oh, yeah, the – See, I figured three would be damn near impossible, but they might be the team to do it if, yeah, if anyone was going to do it. All right, so um, we uh, I think we got four questions, which I think that's a – That's 16 that, that's answers, good. That's 16. I, that, that's good. Good week for to the, have. For, for those doing the math at home, that's 16 answers. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> don't don't throw numbers at me. Don't say we didn't do anything for you. I didn't come here to get educated. <laughs> we didn't come to play school. All right, so we'll start off with the um, political one because it is election day. 
Just crossed. Who did everyone vote for and why was it Mr. Hotballs? <laughs> I think that's a clear answer of Mr. Hot like Wait, we need to know his VP though before I'm gonna give hot balls my vote. Uh, he said he said he doesn't need one. He's like he's gonna be hot balls, hot balls twenty twenty. Oh, he's going hot balls, hot balls, huh? Hot balls, hot balls. That makes you want to vote for him even more. Yeah, he's the man, dude. He's, as, much as, I, as much as I hate UConn's fan base, he's actually very funny. I will give him that. Is he our favorite UConn account? I think, it's, I think it's easy. Yeah, yeah, he's my favorite UConn account. I mean, I mean I like, it doesn't take much, but he's, he's, very, he's funny. I like, <laughs> I like fucking, uh, fucking sleeveless book a lot, too. Yeah, book, oh, yeah book's cool. I hate book's, book's the book. boy. In terms of, like, putting out content and doing numbers, though, he's definitely I, – I, Hot Balls is head and shoulders above No Escalators. No question. Oh, yeah. like, no Escalators said it himself is, uh, like, in that article, the, they asked him, what is the reason well, – like, what's the reason they shouldn't follow you? And their answer was, if you want actual basketball analysis. They don't give that. They're the no. worst, but I hate when I have to admit that that was, like, a funny tweet. I'm like, okay, that was a funny-ass fucking tweet, but you still fucking suck. <laughs> like that was funny but i fucking hate you and i thought it was bullshit when i figured out it was fucking two of them yeah. the fuck is that horse shit uh that's cheating i mean i, I know jp knows about that because kevin willard's just fucking sending him like texts that i hey tweet this shit you know but like it's still fucking yeah. bullshit he told me the other day that um no escalators a bunch of frauds and that hot balls is the best twitter account um for uconn so confirmed that's, confirmed from, that's from the boss himself like I said, my camera was burning. I don't know. Straight out of the horse's mouth. But that might have been from the boss. <laughs> from, from so anytime I, see a, anytime I see a Seton Hall tweet that says sources, I just know it's JP in the basement. Straight out of the, straight out of the horse's mouth from Kevin Willard. Absolutely. I've got sources. My man. My sources got sources. I love Willard now, dude. That's my boy. He's such a G-man. He's like got like one of the most low-key personalities that like I've known about because like Everything like that guy could fart and I would know about it, but like yeah. honestly, dude, like people like outside of the Seton Hall fan base like don't know Willard like that. But he's a funny dude. Pretty sarcastic as shit, dude. He's so sarcastic. <laughs> I like, love that dry humor. Yeah, he has a it's great so personality dry. for Twitter. That'd be so good, dude. That'd be so good. We That's talked huge. about it. We talked That's about huge, it. He said, he said honestly, it's not a good look for him because. He don't think he doesn't think that people will be able to uh, understand his uh, his humor when he's being serious yeah. and when he isn't. Cause I get that. Writing. Because yeah, because like the sound bites. Me. Yeah, because people typed out the sound bites or whatever. Like yeah, like I'm still pissed off about it. And like you just read that without knowing the context, and you're like, okay, like shit. I actually remember like five years ago, I found Kevin Willard on Twitter. He had like 34 followers. Like it was like his like original account it was like. He was at Tocha, like, Seton Hall already, but he already had, like, he still had up the uh, uh, Iona, like, head coach, like, on his thing. He just never updated it. Like, it was just kind of, like, sitting there. And That's I was funny. Like, oh, my God, dude. That was, like, Steele's Twitter account. <laughs> Steele has nothing to do with Twitter, but, like, I'm, I guarantee you Xavier's telling like, you have to have a Twitter. Like, it's part of the job description. Because he, like, never fucking tweets, bro. It's just, and, like, it's just so funny, like, seeing guys, like, do bullshit because they know they have to, cause, like, because of coaching. Shit's funny as fuck. But, yeah, I think we're all voting for hot balls here. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You named it? Okay. You named I it. wish someone, like, did that and sent a picture of it so we all could have talked about it, like, for an extended portion of time. Agreed. Like, on actual Twitter. That would have just made oh. my day. <laughs> Actually, you know who it was? It was that guy, and I don't know what state it was, where he had his pants down. He was voting hot balls. <laughs> <laughs> he had to let him air out. Yeah. 
That guy, that guy literally voted hot balls for sure. It was funny. J- JP McCure got in trouble for like panting himself at a fucking bar or whatever. So UC fans jumped all over that. Oh shit. yeah, they they were feeding off that. That was actually fucking funny. I can't. It was it was, a, it was a good tweet. I that was, I called it funny. a W. That was privately. Funny. JP would JP would laugh at that shit. Oh, he would. He would. He he owns up to it. I'm sure we all love JP on this podcast. If way. people, if you can pull your if you can whip your dick out in a public place and nobody makes a comment about it being small, I feel like that's a probably a W. <laughs> <laughs> so JP's the real winner here. That's why I've never done it. <laughs> and fuck JP Makira. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> that guy can still go fuck himself. <laughs> he he, I hope, he does most... great, I hope he does great whatever European country he's in, but like once he's done playing, he should literally just continually fuck himself because fuck oh. him. <laughs> the other day he did the exact same thing in Turkey that they did to you guys. I saw oh, that PTSD. He might be the nicest guy on the face of the earth, but he has got the most punchable face <laughs> on this planet. <laughs> Can confirm. He's just a classic love to have him, hate to play against him. Oh, yeah, that's the epitome of that. Yeah. Um, he, he is the epitome of that phrase like, right there. If he played for any team in the Big East, I would fucking hate him. But he's of our guy. I would Dude, imagine if he played for DePaul. <laughs> okay, then, I, then I, would, I would stand if he played for DePaul. Yeah, that's the one team in the country. Uh, all right. That's so fucking good. So, kind of branch off the last question. This one, uh, that last one came from, oh, fuck. I thought, was that Cranges? No, no. Uh, that, that one, that last one was Old Man Larry. Oh, uh, okay, of course. He also asked when he's going to upgrade his credentials to Dr. Hotballs. But I don't think he's there that's yet. up to him. He's still in school, I think. Yeah. All right, this one's from Cranges. Like Shaq. Um, what former... Insert Big East school here. So, um, Xavier, Seton Hall, or Providence. Or DePaul. <laughs> or DePaul. Players would make DePaul. the best presidential ticket. Like, who is the president and vice president and Ooh. why? That's a good question. I, th- I think it's a, real, it's a real good one. I know my answer. It's going to take a second. You got to go first, Andy. All right, so I'm going James Farr and J.P. Makira. Farr and Makira, 2020. Because Jimmy Farr is just that leader, like, and he's just a, such a smart guy. And then JP is going to provide entertainment, and then occasionally have a really good idea. And if something happened to Jimmy Farr, JP's got the he's got the White House. So well, I think Willard's Willard's Burner's on board for that. I'm sure. I could I could get behind that. Yeah, I actually yeah, I, I actually I got a good ticket. I think I got a good ticket. All right, hit us. First off, I couldn't do this without having my man Grant. Bill Meyer running for president. Okay. Just because he's the GOAT. He's a coach, yes, but he was a player, so I'm, it's, it's, I'm, I can count it. But then VP, I had to think long and hard about this one, but I got to go with that's my man, Mike Enzi, because he's literally the smartest player that's ever come through the program. Fuck yeah. Just big, big-time smart guy, you know, personable guy, economics major. You know, he probably knows everything there is to know about economics because he went to Seton Hall. He's an economics major. Like, you know – He's qualified. He's qualified, dude. That's that, Those are my two guys right there. Plus, Grant would be the tallest president ever, which would be pretty fucking cool. <laughs> That'd be if, you have, cool. if you have JP's nomination, you're good by me. Dude, Grant for president. 
Grant always for president. I'm game. Bluff, who are we going with? Uh, Let's yeah. want me to go. Well, no. Go I've, first, so, I've got – you can go first. I had my picks. I'm just not sure who will be heading okay. the ticket. All right. So, I think it's a clear winner who's running our country from the Big East. And that's Big John Thompson. No one's fucking with us if Big John Thompson's in front of the country. No one. No one's fucking with us. And uh, my VP – I mean, you got to have some contrast here. So my VP is, of course, Chris Mullen. Because you have John Thompson running the country. And then you've got Chris Mullen just making balloon animals and shit, just keeping everyone entertained. <laughs> while, John, while John's doing all the work, you can just have fucking bullshit-ass Chris Mullen just fucking around and keeping everyone entertained and shit. Perfect. Hiring for kids' parties? I don't care. Dude, oh, imagine, imagine that ticket, but swap JT for Dan Hurley. And it's Dan oh, Hurley just yelling at people and Chris Mullins just scribbling things. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that would be a ticket that I can get behind. Jesus. That's fuck. basically hotballs for president. America, sell stock now. Oh my God. Liquidate all now. your assets. Ron Johnston. <laughs> <laughs> that account's so good. Sell stock now. Who runs that shit? Is that you too, JP? I legitimately thought it was you. Oh, dude, I think it's I think it's fucking – it's got to be one of our HBET boys. I think it's Sleeveless Book, if I had to guess. Him or Hagen. There's, there's just so many burners that follow me on a daily basis now. I have no <laughs> idea who's there who's. Like, dude, I can tell if they're new burners, but it's, like, created Bro. November 2020. I'm like, right, who's this one now? There's been legit, those like, 50, this? 75 burners in the last, like, month. I'm like, insane. That ass. I'm, wow, just every, I'm just convinced that every burner that comes through – HBT is cap. That's I, what I mean, everyone it. says, dude. But like, how many burners can one dude have, bro? Like, there's legit like a hundred of them. <laughs> Bluff, Bluff does it right. His burner has a burner. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's a fucking move. I saw that shit and I freaked the fuck out. That's a major W. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> what made you choose officer? I don't know. I, I was watching Arena 911. <laughs> All right, Loki, when um... <laughs> I was watching cops. <laughs> so... I must admit, uh, the other day when we were going at it, and you changed your name to Bluff City Bearcat. I thought about keeping it that way, but then I was like, ah, no, UConn and Xavier fans are going to light me up. <laughs> That was good shit, bro. That was funny as shit. That was good shit. I only, I only did that after you unfollowed me when I knew it was a legitimate disagreement. <laughs> but it is what it is. You should have made yourself a Rhode Island account, Andy. Oh, man. But there's so many Rhode That's like Twitter making a Dayton account. account. Like, who yeah. cares? Yeah. It, it wouldn't have even moved the needle at all. Big you know, actually, you know what? I'm going to bring this up because we can all relate to this right now. What is it with our sons – trying to poke fun at the father. I, what is I going on with URI, Cincy, and Rutgers? Do they not know who their, their fathers are? They just, they just don't respect our fa- their fathers, and we just got to keep putting them in their place. We got to get the belts out. Like, like, dude, for what reason does Rutgers have players tweeting that Seton Hall needs to call them? The Rutgers one is wild. The Rutgers ones are wild, dude. It was like, come on, man. Like, no one takes your program seriously, and you're going to come out here talking shit. Like, Cincinnati, I can kind of get, because they've done some shit. And they've at least been, like, good. They just don't do anything in the big games or whatever. Rhode Island's at least done a little bit. But, like, Rutgers, I'm just like. Where did you come from? Like, they're literally, like, the most. 
they're the, like the most useless. I, I tweeted this poll, like who's the most useless like power conference team. They've got to be like the most useless power conference team. They are up there. It's like, honestly it's, true. It's they're like, fucking still, useless. They still have like, not made a tournament in how long now? Like I mean, 18, they would have it's last like year. 1981 or something? Yeah. 91, I mean, 30 years. 91. They just, they just don't move the needle at all. Ever. Ever. No. And see, Rhode Island, the thing is with them, the Dunkin' Donut Center wouldn't host a game without fans unless it's a bubble. So they'd be getting yep. extra money from the conference. Now, they won't. They can't agree on a neutral site game because neither team. URI wants us to have it at alumni and count it as a home game. Mm. Providence wants to have it at uh, the Ryan Center and have it count as theirs, so that way it'll just re- flip back next year when they'd have it. So they couldn't agree on that. And then we're going to play the game at Mohegan, but Mohegan didn't have a date because they've got all those MTs and bubbles going on. <laughs> so Mohegan could happen for something. Fuck. So basically, so basically, what the two athletic directors came together and said, "Okay, it just doesn't make sense. We're not going to be able to make this work." And then, of course, David Cox, who's coaching for his job down there after he just lost eight out of his thirteen players from last year, and only one of them graduated, is basically saying, Damn. "Is basically saying, <laughs> oh well, you guys won't bend over backwards and come to all of our rules, so you're ducking us.'" I mean, not yep. to mention these two, these last two years. I mean, okay, last season was the most depressing and cataclysmic start to any season since I can remember. Yeah. Um, and we just started off ab- like playing like absolute dog shit. And admittedly, we were dog shit. And we realized we were dog shit. Uh, the year before, that was our least talented team since Ed Cooley's been our coach. And that's just kind of how it worked. Um, we, we just – we had a lot of players leave to graduation. We had a five-man class graduate. Um, and then, you know, the, the, like I said, it, it, beyond that, I think they've beaten us twice in the last 12 years. And then before that, it's like five in the last 20. And for some reason, they feel like they, they're entitled to something. But, um, no, it, it's – I mean, there will always be a PCURI game just because, I mean, it's it, – we don't have professional sports. We don't have college football. I mean, well, URI does, but it might as well be high school JV. Right. Um, yeah, they're FCS. They play with so, James yeah. James Madison in Delaware. And um, they yeah. They went, yeah, URI went. They went five years without a win in FCS. So oh, man, that, that just is, kind of puts it in puts it in perspective. Um, but right. they've got they've got two kids in the NFL this year. I know that. Um, but, but it's just a game where I kind of wish that we would move away from it, just because they're. I mean, when Dan Hurley was there, it was great. I mean, they were they were always good year in year out. But now that David Cox is there, I, I just don't see them being able to move the needle. Um, no. That's fair. I just don't understand it, but I know. it is what it is. So who are your candidates present? Did you um, answer the question? No, uh, because I was never asked. Um, <laughs> uh, so it's a toss-up. President, I got to go with my man, Bryce Cotton. Um, he, although, although he doesn't have the awards and accolades that Chris Dunn does, um, I mean, we literally – added the kid uh, he was a Keno Davis recruit we added the kid in August two weeks before the first semester started and then he turns out to be one of our more storied and fan favorite for his performance not just you know being a walk-on and being a fan favorite but one of the more legendary players in program history Um, he'll have his he'll have his uh, that number 11 retired 
Um, so I'll put him as president and then vice president is going to be Chris Dunn. Um, yep. I mean, it, Dunn, there's been no player in program history who's done what he has unless you go back 20, 30 years. Um, thought about putting Ryan Gomes, but Tim Welsh teams were just so fucking disappointing. Even when we had talent, we just underwhelmed. Yeah. Um, we were a four seed and we lost to Pacific in the first round. Um, and then we, the, that was Ryan Gomes junior season. And then his senior season, for some reason, we thought it'd be a good idea to play a six, six power forward at shooting guard. So we didn't do too hot. Fuck. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But that's my pick. That's my, uh, that's my, uh, ticket. Thanks for depressing all of us. Got, got next question, Andy. Yeah, so the next one comes from Fryered Up. It is, who's the most physical team in the Big East? Okay, now, w- w- one, one uh, preconceived notion before we start. I'm convinced that Fryered Up is free throw. I'm convinced. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, too. absolutely 100% convinced like that it's yeah. 100%. So, we've got to flame him off it. Twitter for a second time. I'm in a fucking okay. group chat on Instagram. I'm, I'm in my Instagram burners on a group chat. And he was saying, like, the other day, like, I'm making my Twitter return or whatever. So, I think it's him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is a damn shame. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He, he DM'd by me from one of his he DM'd me from one of his other burners the other day. And he I once I figured it out it was him. I made a joke about him saying Greg Gant was dead, and then he said, dude, that was just a joke. And I said, Yeah, but it wasn't funny. Right. And he did not understand the concept of that not being funny. Yeah. Dude, he, yeah. Thank you, Andy. He talks so much shit about HBET on Instagram. It's not even funny, bro. He'll say, like, we're cringy and shit. I'm like, you literally told a mom's recruit to die. <laughs> and then like, she died, and he kept saying it. Yeah. And he's like, well, yeah, you guys will fucking joke about sex with minors. I'm like, oh, okay, like, they're 17. Like, and, and like, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's and exactly To be clear, the people we are joking with are 17, not the people we are having sex with. <laughs> Good clarification, well, I, Andy. Well, well the, the people we're joking with are 17, and the, we're not having sex with them, but there may be some other 17-year-olds that we are having sex with. So. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> uh, FBI, please don't listen to this. Fifth. <laughs> but I, I just think that making jokes with someone who's like 17 and 11 months about bullshit isn't the same as telling a recruit's mom to die. No. A little bit of a difference in taste there, in my opinion, but yeah. you know, it's a, it's subjective. All right, so should we just ignore that question because it is free throw? Are we just yeah. saying it's free throw, so we're just ignoring it? Uh, I don't know. We'll answer it, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it was a good question. Yeah, the question <laughs> wasn't terrible. Just because he sucks doesn't mean he can't ask a good question. Okay, all right, fair. Uh, so the most physical team. Um, the Paul. I have to think Hands about down. that. The Paul. Add the Paul. I might, I might, say, I might say St. John's. They're, they're like, I don't know if they're like as physical as Providence is down low, uh, but they're so active in the full court. So well, wrong right in, terms of, in terms of like swarming, um, yeah, I'd say St. John's. In terms of like, you know, like Beat a bruiser down the, type. The, I was going to say either Providence or Xavier. I mean, you guys are yeah. always tough. Like with Tyreek Jones, you guys were big. 
I think um, last year it was probably us. I think last year. I think this year we're still yeah. one of the more physical teams, but not the most. In uh, my opinion. I mean, Xavier games and Xavier and Providence games are always a rock fight. Oh. It doesn't matter. I was about to use that exact same word, rock fight. It just seems it's. I mean, and Seton Hall could be like that to a degree, but that wasn't their style with Miles Powell. It was kind of just fill it up in a hurry. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, yeah, grit and grind. Yeah, I definitely say it'd be safe. Andrew and Delgado was a dude, though. The, those, oh, yeah. those Andrew Delgado years, they were nasty. He was a fucking Adonis. He was a beast, dude. Just just looking at him, I would never think that he's leading the Big East in rebounds. He looked he looked like vacuum. six seven out there. On our on our message boards uh, on scout.com yesterday, somebody said that if we didn't get Bentel, that Delgado was our backup plan. And I was like, well, <laughs> Bentel wasn't ranked, and Delgado was a top 50 recruit. So I wouldn't call that a backup plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, you always get good information from message boards. Right. Yeah. Yeah, which, no, which free throws I, now infiltrated our message board. So thank God. Like, I like oh, the Providence man. fan base. You guys got some fucking crazies. Dude, free throw, 1917, yep. D Hoopsta slash Stevie D. Stevie there aren't a ton of them, but the ones that are are just They're fucking awful. awful. Oh. Yeah, they, I mean, I'm more like, I hate Brutal. that certain subsection of our fan base more than I hate UConn's fan base. Like, it's just it's bad. It's brutal. Hey, you fight <laughs> with 1917 a lot, and I'm here. I love it, it, though. He that uh, that I could do a whole episode about him, but he says his mom works for the athletic department. <laughs> he tweeted out. He tweeted out a month later that his mom died and he was homeless, and then another month later he had tweeted out that his mom told him we were not getting a recruit. Which it just, I mean, it's a shit show. And hasn't he said he's like over forty? Yeah, we, there was a picture of him. I, I'll I'll screenshot it and I'll post it in the <laughs> this in, in our group chat. No, he's got he's got like a long ass scraggly head of hair. He's ginger. He's got a fat ass beard. And I don't know who screenshotted it, but this was back from like two years ago. He is the roughest looking dude I've ever seen. Yeah, he, he looks been. he looks like he would smell like corn chips and hot pockets. That's, <laughs> like that's that's how I describe his look. Mountain Dew Code Red, baby. Exactly. Love it. That dude sucks, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm going to have to do my own podcast on our fan base being fucking right. terrible. <laughs> it's bad. Fuck a podcast. Dude. I'm just going to go Instagram, uh, Twitter live like once a week. And just like air off all my thoughts. It's oh, bad. Oh, Bluff live just going to go off. That'd be oh, fun. That'd be fun. The fan nah. base. Love it. All right. So our final question we got – what is the best part and worst part about being abstinent from our boy, Coop Ledford? Coop. Wonderful question. Coop's great. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful question. This It'd is like something qu- that you'd find from like a postgraduate philosophies <laughs> class. Dude, he's so fucking funny. I love I, that dude. I need to li- live inside his head one day. There's not really a worst part. I'd say there's just more benefits than anything. I'd say the best part is obviously just like, you know, I'm doing what is right, what I'm born to do, and I'm just better than you because I have the strength. Yeah, I'm just a stronger facts. person to yep. with like withhold from the temptations of premarital intercourse. The body's a temple. It's a big like Yukon vibe with abstinence. Like we're, we're better than you. We know it kind of deal. Yeah. Except that we're actually better than you. We don't just Shout say it. We actually are better than you. Because Yukon fans have no sex. <laughs> literally, not, literally. Like, not. We're doing it. I we, are, we have the strength to do it. They have to do it. 
The only bad part I'll say is that you can't create more of you with the same mentality, you know? Right, but I mean, you can eventually. It's very true. Very true. Yeah. You gotta get married yep. first. You gotta put a ring on her first. Yeah, fact. I'd say the best, like, the worst part is just how uncomfortable the erected nub is at all times. <laughs> you fucking suck. <laughs> like, you have to tape it up or down and choose whichever way. It's how, like, it really, how, like, dude. It does push on the chastity belt, though, bro. That shit fucking hurts. That shit fucking hurts, bro. Dead ass. Doesn't feel good. Oh, my God. JP, you probably know about this living in the basement. You know, Willard's uh, basement. I have nothing to uh, chime in on for this this question. Ah, JP's not very happy. He's married. married. Right. But you're good, though. You're married. You're You're right. I am good. I am good. Actually, that, that brings up a better point. Me and Bluff don't even have to be abstinent. <laughs> Facts. Huh? We can just live our best lives. I'm I'm not married. Thank oh, God. Oh, no. Man. I was going to say, man with I, a child, you don't even have to try and be abstinent. It just happens. Yeah, well, uh, it'll suck the life out of you. Oh, you didn't hear? I thought this was the Andy and Bluff uh, marriage ceremony. Well, Chuck and Larry vibe. We didn't Ooh, tell you that. Dude, yes. Like uh, in Drake I, and Josh. It's like I, a circle. I, got the ring listen, right here. Uh, listen, I'm just saying a few drinks at uh, – what's that place that John Rothstein always tweets about? Bar Coastal. Uh, <laughs> Biggie's tournament. You know, I may just be willing to get a civil union with Andy. We'll see how things play out. Now, that'll be working out the kinks there, JP. <laughs> that, that'll be a whole new podcast. That's squashing the that beef. Would be, that would be – the beef would be squashed. But I would become so worried for both of you. <laughs> I just hope it worked out. You know, fifty percent of marriages end in divorce. I know what happens when you're drunk in New York now. Like that's what's gonna go down, bro. Like the other fifty percent end up in each other's stead. in misery. <laughs> we would, we, if if Andy and I were married to each other, we'd probably stab each other within the first forty-eight hours. And that's not an indictment on you. I'm just saying. We, we go back after a game of one-on-one when Bluff's in his Chris Dunn jersey and Andy's got on a Tyreek Jones jersey. Hey, I like and Chris Bluff, Dunn. Bluff wins because he fouls Andy, but he called no foul. Andy couldn't call a foul because of uh, I don't know, respect the game or some bullshit. Yeah. I don't, I don't I call fouls. <laughs> bullshit. No harm, no foul. And hey, where's the blood? Mm, no blood. Jeez. Oh, I don't need those rules. I'm guarding pantalones, bro. Dude, you're not ready for that. I'm telling you right now. I know, although, dude. Although, I guess pantalones isn't ready for that either. He said he was out, man. I was like, what? Thank My God. My power forward right there. Pantalones would hang a quick 40 on you in a game to 21. Easy. Dude, he's got that grown man strength, bro. I'm not ready for that. He probably he, does. He's, he's probably, probably got hurt that. so much when he runs. His post hook is probably money, though. Dude, I guarantee it. It's just like if you guys have seen a long game Polly, like I'm just envisioning that one scene, where, like the guy does like the hook shot and his fucking whole like hairy like bare chest rubs against his fucking face. That's just what I envision. Garden pantalons. Like he it's probably plays shirt. Works. <laughs> no, exactly. Like I don't want to defend it. Don't get me wrong. Like not a, not even a little bit. Want nothing to do with it. Oh, pantalons be like a carbon copy of Jackie Moon. <laughs> <laughs> no, but dude, that's it. That's it right there. <laughs> Singer, entertainer, and powerful. <laughs> isn't isn't he stacked? Like, doesn't he have a lot of money? He's got it, dude. I, I think he, he does okay. 
I mean, he, he doesn't have, have a yeah. box in the Big East tournament. He's got a box. Yeah, yeah exactly. He does. We right. talked about this last time. Yeah, he's definitely loaded, dude. Listen, he's got he's got to host the Horny Big East Twitter uh, meetup at the Garden. No doubt, hosted by Phantoms. <laughs> oh my lord, dude, he's probably so funny in real life. But, yeah. I can't wait to I can't wait to meet that man. He just strikes me as the old man doesn't give a fuck. Exactly. All right, boys. We actually got a. We're gonna talk about aliens here with our boy Joe. So we we actually we got a deuce. All right, all right, boys. All right, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, thank you for having me on. Glad we Good to be a family again, fellas. All right. Peace. Appreciate it as always. Andy, how are we feeling? How how is it on the therapy couch? Honestly, that couch was comfy as fuck. Um, I want to I want to point that out. I don't know what they um what who's saying bad things about those casting couches you see in those videos on those <laughs> websites, but that was comfy as hell. Um, By design, Andy. JP and I were like, we got to get a comfy couch with us. We knew all the conditions had to be right for the, for the beef to get squashed, so that we had to get the comfiest couch. You know, I don't know if you heard that little harp in the background. Like we, there was a lot of thought that was put into that. I did. I, I heard that very soothing music. I think actually, actually it might have been my own singing that you guys played. So good. Um, we know you. We know you love you some you. <laughs> what does love any more than anything, Andy? <laughs> What's gonna make Andy happier? Andy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I feel very relieved. It feels really good to finally bury that hatchet. Where uh, I think I think we might be brothers again. I think so too. We've we've had we've had a very up and down friendship so far. Uh, so put it lightly. So <laughs> put it lightly. I think uh, I, I think I think we're all gonna make it. We're all gonna live in a big happy jackass utopia. Yep, it's a big H bet. We're a big happy H bet. Drink a lot of water, Andy. I heard after massages and after therapy, you gotta drink a lot of water. It takes really? a lot out of you. Okay, it all right. Drink. I didn't. I didn't know that. Not beer. Well, oh. obviously drink beer, but but chase it with water. Fuck yeah. <laughs> or ch- chase water with beer. Now we're talking. Yeah. Andy, uh, great uh, per usual. It's good to talk. It's good to talk H bet, man. It's always you know, a different different energy we got. Always, we had two really good dudes on. That was a lot of fun. We got and then got into some good basketball talk. So. I, I I couldn't. Have I can't happy. talk about. I can't talk enough basketball right now, bro. With the season actually like feeling like it's happening. Three I weeks. I know. It's gonna Until be before we know it. Oakland comes to town. <laughs> and then we have three days and three games. To start it off, that's high. I am just like, it is gonna be a tough no nut November with three Xavier basketball games in three days. It's like Joey Votto's contract. It's gonna be tough at the end. <laughs> It's going to be tough, dude. End of November is going to suck. I'm cool now with this election bullshit and all that. Yada, yeah, yada, like, yada. Today was the most unhorny day I've ever Very had. Very flaccid. But the end of the month, bro. That is going to be wet and wild. Big tough. But, man, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure having H-Bet around. I'm good if you are, bro. Great podcasting. I think, I think, I think we're ready. We good. taught people tonight, Andy. We had some therapy in there. We had some laughs. We did. We did a lot of good things. We laughed, we cried, and we thought today. Per Jim Valvano, if you've ever seen his uh, cutting down the nets stock on thirty for thirty, that's a good day. I th- I love thoughts. Who doesn't? <laughs> All right, play the wrap up music. Cheers.